It is time once again for another episode of the Apple Circle podcast. And unfortunately, as the weather cools down, so does the news cycle. I feel like we have a lot of fun in the spring and the summer when things are heating up and people are getting excited for events. And ever since sort of the flurry of disappointing press releases and basically the somewhat confirmation of no other events for the rest of the year, things have really slowed down in the Apple world. I feel like the leaks have been super non-existent. We've got no information, but there's enough here to talk about and uh, to give you the good news and the bad news on what lies ahead for the rest of this year and also into 2023. So Matt, how you doing? How's your week been? Going well. Like you said, things are cooling down. It started snowing. It's like a whole different time of year, but yeah, it, it's interesting. I guess we'll just, let's just get into it. We were expecting the possibility of maybe two fall events and well, I guess we got no fall. Well, okay. Let me, let me rephrase that. We got fall events for the iPhone, but I mean, uh, I guess a second fall event. We didn't get that, um, October event that we were expecting and said we got the leaks of the iPad, which I have the base iPad here right in front of me for everyone watching the video. Um, but we were also expecting the possibility of some more products that we have not seen yet, more specifically an M2 Pro slash Max MacBook Pro update. But it looks like we're not getting that. So what's the what's the rundown? What, what happened there? What, why are we not seeing these? I don't know if it's a chip shortage thing or if there's some other logistics or economic things going on. Maybe Apple's just trying to sort of wait out to see what happens with economic doom things going on. I, whatever the case is, I think that they just sort of put the pause in it. Tim Cook, I think, said at the earnings call that they are sort of, he said in not so many words, like the Apple product line is sort of finished for the year. Like as it stands, like that is what we have right now going to be what we have going into the holiday season. And uh looks like no MacBook Pros for this year. And really, according to Tim, if you make those words you know, be reality, then that probably means no other new products for the rest of the year, right? Right, because that's kind of all we were really expecting. I, I'm trying to think what else maybe was possible, maybe like a Mac Mini or something. But yeah, if we're not getting MacBook Pros, we're not really expecting anything. I, I guess that's fine, like, because the more I think about what this MacBook Pro was supposed to be, you know, just the M2 bump, I mean, does that really, is that really going to change anything? Like, is it a huge year over year update? Probably not, especially when you're just looking at what the M2 is. I guess to me, that leaves the question like, are we going to see it like at this, you know, rumored January event, or are we going to have to wait till March? Or are they going to wait like another, you know, nine months to, to reveal this thing? Like, are we going to see it soon? It's just not quite there. Or are they just going to wait a whole other cycle? What do you think? I think that, I mean, especially the MacBook Pro, if it's just M2, definitely more of a non-shocking surprise. So I feel like that could easily be like a press release thing. I mean, even if anything, I mean, I feel like there used to be those days where Apple would just sort of throw up a new version of the Mac and not say anything, or I don't even think they put out a press release. It's just they're sort of in the store as a new configuration. I think that sort of speaks for itself. Maybe there's like some slight tweaks and they do a little press release, but I feel like that could drop at any time. Maybe we see some sort of spring event where we get some other M2 Macs. Maybe that's where we get Mac Pro, Mac Mini, iMac gets M2, then Mac Pro gets M2. But I feel like there's no um, no waiting around just for that because it's not supposed to be that exciting. It's very predictable. Yeah, and I guess 
The only reason I'm thinking like there, I, I agree with you pretty much. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. That we're just going to see some kind of you know non-exciting bump. But I, I almost in the back of my head wish that Apple would kind of take their time with this and release the. I guess, quote unquote, real M2, because didn't we get reports back before the M2 was launched that this was a M1.5 instead of the actual M2? And that's why the, you know, everything benchmark wise is not that exciting. It'd be nice if they just, you know, waited until there was a real exciting update that they could do, if that's even possible or if that's even true. That'd be nice. But at the same time, it's like, I guess it doesn't really matter, you know, if they update it quickly and regularly, then whenever you need your new product, you just go buy it and you know it's going to be the best thing that you can get at the time. So it's like, I think, I think that's fine. It's just, uh, I guess it throws the rest of the schedule off, which if, if 2022 is anything to, um, you know, if there's anything to remember about 2022 is that the schedule that might be planned is nowhere near what's actually going to happen because... Uh, if we look back on the entire year, nothing that was supposed to happen the way it did happened the way it did. So I guess going forward, it's the same kind of story. What's funny, though, is that I feel like if we look back at 2022, it was actually a pretty good year for hardware. Yeah, we got yeah, Mac Studio. We got Studio Display. We got new iPhones. We got – did we get a new iPhone SE? Was that this year? It's like yeah. there's so many like different things. We got um, – what am I missing here? Uh, iPads. We got uh, Apple TV. We got AirPods Pro. Apple Watch Ultra. I feel like a pretty good year, actually, all in all for hardware. Definitely. And it sort of makes me cautious about what we could see next year. Like Apple That's usually true. doesn't do like a multiple hardware jam-packed uh, years back-to-back. -back. It seems like this year was pretty good. Next year is probably going to be more of a softball with updates, like that M2 MacBook Pro. That's probably going to be uh, the story, at least. I'm thinking right now was what, you know, the rumors are shaping up to be uh, going to be more of a uh, status quo year. So 2023 is where, you know, some of these products that we're expecting from Apple maybe gets a little bit more exciting than the rest of 2022. We're kind of at the end there and there's not much to see. But 2023, looking forward, there's a lot, well, maybe not a lot, but there's at least two or three key products that we're expecting that I think if not, are going to be game-changing, at the very least are very exciting and are gonna be brand new. So I think, let's just start off the beginning of the year. There is this rumored January event, something Ugh. we haven't had from Apple since Macworld. Um, and we're supposed to be seeing the Apple headset. So run us down. Are we gonna see this in January? Is it even happening? I, I'm so tired of these rumors. My prediction, I think we nailed it a couple of months ago. I think what's gonna happen is we're going to get an event where they show the headset but we're not gonna know pricing or availability and a lot of the specs, I think probably until June at the earliest. I feel like there's gonna be a pretty big gap between announcement and release. So I'm feeling cautiously optimistic that we do get some kind of event, announcement, demo, um, but I, and I think it's gonna be great, but I think we don't, we're not gonna know the big thing, which is price until, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they announce it at um, January, January event, we get a little bit more in June at WWDC. They talk about apps, they talk about pricing, and then it doesn't launch until the fall. I think it's going to be a lot more, unfortunately, dragged out than many of us would like. Yeah, uh, would like. yeah I was kind of thinking that too. I guess the only reason I can think for Apple not to do that would be simply because of competition. If they show it, show it off in January and we don't get it till, let's say, September, that is a long wait. That is a long time for the Samsungs of the world to make something that probably isn't as good, but definitely you know has the flash value that a lot of people would buy. 
Um, and I guess the only reason I'm thinking that is because we just saw Facebook announce their Meta Pro uh, or Meta Quest Pro, whatever the stupid name is of that thing. Um, and that kind of has a similar vibe of what we're expecting from this Apple headset. It has the AR functionality, it has the VR functionality. Um, and it seems like that space is gonna start heating up very quickly. And if Apple shows us what they're working on and doesn't release it till September, is that gonna hurt what Apple is doing? I mean, from our perspective, like personally, probably not, because we're still gonna want to try this Apple VR headset. But from the general consumer perspective, I'd be interested to see if that's the way they do it. But I, I completely agree that we're gonna see it before we can actually buy it. And that it's just a, a, a matter of how long would it take? I guess the, the reason I think fall makes sense is because like you said, they announced it in, the, in January. It's like a good, you know, we're starting off the year with a lot of heat. We're starting off, you know, with a crazy product. And then in June is WWDC is like, okay, let's get all your apps ready. Here's everything you could do. And then it gets released in the fall. That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. And maybe it just gives them breathing room of, you know, making mass production on these things and seeing what the price is actually going to be, because maybe in January, it makes sense to charge, you know, $1,700, which seems would be nice, but seems low. Uh, and then by the time we get to June, it's like, no, we really need to charge like 2,500 bucks or something. So maybe that's the reason they go that way. So that's going to be exciting. And I feel like that's sort of our next big um, mark your calendar moment in the Apple world. And then Apple has been known for a spring event. And we don't really have all these products plotted um, nicely in like events on where they could fit. But I'm trying to think what would fit in a spring event. Um, that might make sense to be the place for Macs. Like we did just yeah. talked about a moment ago. Maybe that's where we see... I don't know if a Mac Pro makes sense there, maybe, but I think Mac Mini, I think everything should get M2. So iMac should get M2, probably an M2 update for the Mac Studio. We get the M2 in the uh, MacBook Pros, and then maybe they do, if there's some rumors about a new studio display, maybe we see an update to that, or I think that's a nice sort of Mac and accessories, event. maybe a new AirTags update. I mean, it's been a little while, maybe they do uh, version two. Uh, that would make a lot of sense sort of at a nice uh, spring event to be a nice buffer between the headset and then all the stuff that comes in June at WWDC. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. I think a Mac update there. Uh, I I'm trying to think what else they could do, but you know, the iPads just got updated, so they're not gonna do that in the spring. It's been, it would be, have been a year since they did all the other ones. I could see maybe a uh, iMac update um, that would be, eh, it'd probably still be a chip update. So yeah, that, yeah, no, I think Macs make sense in the fall. I guess the real question is, would we see a Mac Pro then, or are we gonna, are they gonna wait until uh, WWDC or something? I mean, at like this that? point, they have, if the rumors are true and there's nothing new this year, they've broken the window they had promised. Yeah. So at that point, what's the point of trying to, you know, I think it's just when it's ready at that point, then it's going to be ready. Obviously, WWDC makes way more sense because that's sort of your target audience is those professionals, those enthusiasts. But if you think about it, the MacBook Pro came at like a separate fall event and yeah. then the MacBook Air was a WWDC, which shouldn't like correlate. So Apple has been known for mixing and matching. So I wouldn't be surprised. And I think we got Mac Studio to spring event. So maybe yeah. Mac Pro isn't all that crazy to think about for a, a spring 23 event. Yeah, I, I think it really just depends like what else they're announcing there. I, so if they really are just adding M2 to every Mac that doesn't have M2 right now, that would be a pretty packed event uh, just in terms of like talking about it. I guess maybe it wouldn't because... I'm trying to think how they would even do that in one event. 
because you what computers need M2? They need the Mac Mini, the iMac, the MacBook Pros, Mac Studio. Mm-hmm. Am, am I missing one? I think that's it. I right? think that's it. That's it. Yeah. So what would they do? Like say like oh the M2 is here. Yeah, that wouldn't work. They wouldn't be able to do all four because they would have to talk about the M2 coming to the iMac and the rehash how good the M2 is. Then they'd have to talk about the Pro and then they the M2 Pro and then they'd rehash how good the Pro is. Then they do that same thing with the Ultra. And then they do that or with the Max and then they do that with the Ultra because they can't help themselves but rehash everything. So I don't know if they do that all in one event. I don't know. It just seems kind of like too much of the same topic over and over again. But who knows? And the other thing I could maybe see happening at a spring event would be like an update to AirPods Max. That is something that was kind of rumored. That kind of fell off for like rumors of this year, but still something we're, you know, expecting at some point. So I could see that easily being at a spring event. Not as exciting as well. Just like colors, probably H2 chip. That's about it. Yeah. What's funny too is that the only place that sells airpods max for retail consistently is apple every place else <laughs> even like new like best buy amazon everywhere else they're always discounted so i'd like to think a price discount could come but probably not but yeah. um i think yeah, airpods max as a nice little shoe into one of these events totally makes sense yeah and i guess kind of going along with that another thing would be the home pod we're expecting a new version of a mm. home pod uh so that could also be very easily a spring event um but i still think that's too much stuff just to cram into one event. So I think we'll see maybe three of those, maybe AirPods Max and or HomePod, one of those, and then maybe two Max. That's that's what I would think of uh, for a spring event. And then WWDC, they do the rest of the Max and, well, maybe not, maybe the rest of the Max. I don't know. Um, and maybe a Mac Pro at WWDC. I think that makes sense, but I don't know. Well, I guess WWDC, are we expecting hardware or do you think? Because they did it this year. They haven't really done it that much in the past. I don't know. What do you think? It's a little early. I think that yeah, it's a early. lot of it's going to depend on how that spring event plays out. Because if we get to June and there's still no hardware, or, or excuse me, uh, no Mac Pro hardware, then there's definitely a, a case to be made that we'd see it there. Also, you know, it, depending on how things shake out, if the headset's a really big deal, I could see WWDC being totally dominated by... Uh, yeah, iOS, iPad OS, Watch OS, Mac OS, then Reality OS. Like I could see them totally going all in on that. So that also makes sense. So I think that the headset's really going to start to shift the dynamic on what we expect for events and like what gets stage time because the new thing is going to get uh, a lot more attention. Maybe they sort of shift some of these uh, these Macs to press release announcements. Yeah, no, I, I think that actually makes a lot of sense that they would just push some of these, especially with something like the 24-inch iMac that we have now. It's just going to get the M2 chip. We know we're not; they're not going to redesign it. So, like, might as well just – like, I could see it. The, the new Mac is going to have the – or iMac is going to have the M2 chip, and it's going to have – I don't – maybe it has this already, but I don't think it does. It's going to have, like, a stage – or center stage camera in the front. I think that's, like, what it would be, something like that. So that's easily um, – what do you call it? Uh, press release material. So I could easily mm-hmm. see that happening. I guess forget when we're going to see it. What do you think we're actually going to see when it comes to this Mac Pro? Yeah, well, it sounds like a crazy amount of power. Um, I well, I forgot what the configuration was that Bloomberg had leaked, but it was like 192 gigs of RAM and like all these processing cores. Like it's going to be insane. I'm very curious to see what the looks are going to be like. And then a lot of concern from people is like, okay, is it going to be modular? Like, are you still going to be able to like put a modular graphics card and stuff like that? Or is it going to be 
well, your RAM and your CPU and your GPU, those are baked in, but you can have like expansion slots for like other things. That's what's going to be interesting. I mean, I could totally see Apple just sort of going back to this world of it's just sort of one contained unit and maybe there's like some slight PCI expansion. Like, oh, if you want to add on um, a USB card, you want to add on a network card, you can do that. But like in terms of like getting more like graphics processing power, or like RAM, like, no, that's all sort of uh, soldered in. You get what you pay for when you get it. Uh, it's going to be interesting because we haven't really seen any modularity with uh, any of the Apple Silicon stuff. Yeah, no, that's interesting. And remember back when they before they did the 2019, the current Mac Pro that they still sell? You remember how there was rumors that that was going to be modular, almost like a Mac Mini with, that was like stackable? You remember that? I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. The renders look is cool. Possi- yeah, is it possible that that's what they've been, they, they've just been working on it for a long time? And that's, that was already I mean, I guess it's just, possible? like, it's possible. I'm trying to think, like, what you'd want modular. So... I guess they could have like modular memory units and modular graphics units. I, I don't know how they do that. I mean, the benefit kind of with Apple Silicon in this transition is that they can sort of build this from the ground up the way they envision it. So they don't have to reverse engineer existing Intel architecture and, you know, this, this, and this. They can sort of, you know, go, okay, like how do we want to make modular uh, modularity work with Apple Silicon? They have more control over that. What that looks like, though, I have no idea. Yeah, I, the only thing I can think of, like, I think for sure Apple's going to build some sort of, like, afterburner card that you're going to be able to... I guess the question would be, are you able to buy that after the fact and still use it or add it to your configuration? Or do you have to just add it on when you buy the computer? That's really the question. Because I, I, I'm sure Apple's going to make things that you could add to these computers. But will you be able to do it after the fact? That's that's the whole question. The afterburner is the one that I can immediately think of because it's the one that they already make. Um, and... I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, I guess like ports and stuff, but maybe it has ports already. Like maybe you maybe you don't need that. And then graphics, because graphics is one thing that Apple for the computers that they make now, the graphics have been great. But when you're talking like Mac Pro level, it's not it's not like a Nvidia chip, right? Like where there's still a lot of room for improvement there that Apple could be doing. I mean, so do they you know have support for that kind of thing? I don't even know how they would. I, do that. you know, maybe. The answer is what we've seen all along with Apple Silicon is they have better options, but you just have to configure them when you get the machine. Like we have uh, MacBook Pros and Mac Studios and stuff like that. Like they've got, um, you know, better options. Maybe for the Mac Pro, it's like you can get that better option, but it's just going to be one of those things where you have to buy it when you get the machine. So if you think you're going to need it, like I guess that's sort of the case with all other Macs. If you think you're going to need it, go for what you can afford and go for the power that you think you're going to need because you can't upgrade later. Maybe it's not so crazy to assume that's also going to be the case on Mac Pro. Yeah, I'm just wondering from a marketing perspective, maybe Apple just doesn't care about this, but like, well, I because one of the biggest selling points of the current Mac Pro that we have, the 2019 model, is that it's so upgradable and it's exactly what everyone was wanting. It's like it's a, the tower design where you could just have full control over your Mac and everyone loved it. And if they immediately, with the next generation, just go completely the opposite direction, go way, like go reverse on that, and it's like you got to buy what you need and it is what it is. Like, isn't that kind of a bad look? Maybe Apple doesn't care. Maybe the power of this M2 yeah. Extreme is, like, so That's crazy exactly that you're not going to care. exactly what I'm thinking. Do you think—I yeah. think that the marketing angle totally could be, look, like, this is just power. Like, this is 
the best power you can get in a Mac. If you want the most power, this is it. Yeah, there's going to be some sacrifices, but the fact that they were, I don't, it wasn't Apple that was showing it, but like the results came out that like this MacBook Pro that we have, that's a fraction of the price of Mac Pro and the highest spec ones is like running laps around it in terms of performance, yeah. just goes to show that um, maybe the performance is all you need to know. Like that's, and I guess too, you know, people were adding afterburners and doing this and that because they wanted the best performance. Maybe with Apple Silicon, they've achieved that paradigm where you've got the trifecta of great graphics, great memory, great processor speed, and maybe you could do like add-on storage with like uh, Thunderbolt. But in terms of like the fundamentals, those are locked in, and you just gotta configure when you buy it to what you're gonna want for the next couple of years. Yeah, I think I think that's what we're gonna see, and hopefully. Hopefully Apple's angle of like showing off what this computer can do makes it worth it, but I'm still a little, I just want to see it. Let's see what it is. Apple make your case and then we'll go from there. Uh, I'm trying to think what else, what other things do you think we might see that either have been rumored or haven't been rumored throughout 2023, if anything? I mean, there's like the basics, like iPhone 15. We've talked about that before. Apple watch. We really have heard nothing. So like, I'm assuming there's going to be a series nine. I don't know what the um, update cycle is for Ultra. I wonder if we're going to see an Apple Watch Ultra 2 or whatever they're going to call it, or if they do like an every other year thing with that. Uh, and I think we hit all the big ones. Headset, AirPods Max, new Macs, iPads. So I guess yeah. uh, a couple of little things worth noting is 15-inch uh, MacBook Air in 2023. That's going to be yeah. nice. Larger uh, screen size. And then we have heard these rumors about a 14- and 16-inch iPad. So maybe that at some point during the year. So maybe that's a WWDC thing. Um, But that's kind of it. Uh, I I definitely would say nice updates, but certainly not as much new or exciting hardware uh, as compared to this year. But I think Apple's going to really bank on that headset being the star of the show for the entire year. That's what's going to get them that fuel and that PR, uh, the machine going for them. Yeah, I think if if they release this headset or maybe not released, but talk about the headset at the beginning of the year, I think they're going to tie it into every other product they talk about. Like, there's got to be some kind of tie into the Mac and the iPads and the iPhone. Like, like almost like what the MetaQuest Pro is doing. Is it called MetaQuest Pro or just MetaNet? I think so. I think it's MetaQuest Pro. <laughs> Stupid name. Um, but you know how you can, like, look at your Mac and have different virtual desktops? Like, I think they're going to do tie-ins to this headset all year long. This is going to be all Apple talks about. And hopefully, when we actually get it, it's actually worth it. But I... We're just going to have to see. We're going to look goofy, but we're going to have to do like our first episode of this podcast with them, with the headsets on and we'll do the whole thing virtual. I mean, I just, we've said this before, like it's so unknown. It's so mysterious. I just cannot wait to throw money at this thing stupidly and just get it because I want to see what it's going to do. And um, I'm sure we'll have a lot of coverage. I can't wait. Hopefully, I mean, if this is a January event, Maybe we get like some final last minute leaks in December next month right. as to what uh, what we have in store. But for now, it's just going to be a lot of sitting around and twiddling our thumbs and waiting and uh, hopefully getting excited on what may or may not come.